everyone. This is Maria. And this is Christina. We are two good friends. And tiny housers. With different lifestyles. But the same common goal to live wholesome, nutritious, and adventurous lives. Join us for this conversation we call Real Life. Hey podcast listeners, Maria's back with me. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Double <laughs> trouble on the podcast this week. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. I've missed you, Christina. Uh, I miss you, too. I've been so happy for you because I know, like, you're having so much fun honeymooning and getting ready for, or and, and like, experiencing new married life. Mm-hmm. But I have Thank totally you. missed you. <laughs> Aw. It has been an awesome beginning to marriage. I am so thankful. It seems like you've already been married like three months, though. Like, it flew by. <laughs> How many weeks has it been since the wedding? Three. It was three this last Saturday. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost three and a half. So yeah. we're, we're talking to each other on, like, a telecall podcast. So sorry if the quality isn't the same as what we normally produce. But we just figured this would be the best way to catch up with you guys and um, check in and see how Maria's doing. Yeah, since we're not neighbors anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing great. Um, Pavel and I have settled in at the yurt, which you and I talked about our <laughs> tiny houses. Um, Pavel and I have this gorgeous little homestead that we're, um, we're, we'll be living at for about six months for friends while they're away. And it has been such a gift. It's quiet, it's peaceful, and has lots of space for gardening and projects. So I have been having a blast. And the view is just stunning up there. Like, walking out your your door is so pretty. It is. We've got the the windmills that are just really pretty landscape. So let's talk about the wedding. We have to backtrack for everybody. You got married in May. Yeah. On a beautiful Saturday. Yes, the, it the, rained the whole morning mm-hmm. of your wedding. I was sweating bullets, Maria, and I was praying. I'm sure you were too. <laughs> and we were Thank all just you. like praying. And um, we even drove through a rainstorm to get to your wedding. And we That's got crazy. There, and everyone had their umbrellas up. And I was like, oh no, because it was outside. yeah and we really wanted to keep it outside because of social distancing and I've always dreamed of having an outdoor wedding so it was just it would have been a bummer to go inside the sky cleared like right right when you were ready to walk down the aisle (laughs) and then it was hotter than back (laughs) and we all got I know everyone got sunburned (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it really was amazing. I hope to write um, a story about it because it was such an answer to prayer. Um, that whole week, Pavel and I kept checking the weather forecast, and it was back and forth. It was like 50% chance of rain and then nothing. And it was like Saturday was supposed to be beautiful and sunny, and then the next day it was back to rain. So, like, it was an emotional oh, roller like everything coaster. else leading up to that point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But Saturday morning, um, before I got ready with my girls, Pavel came over and we got to chat 
you know, moments before becoming husband and wife. And we looked at the weather forecast together and it showed like 40% chance of rain, like two hours before our wedding, the hour of our wedding and the hour after. And Pavel said, Maria, we should just move it inside. It'll be simpler. We won't have to worry about it. And I asked him, can we wait until a couple hours before the wedding to make the decision? Because it's a small wedding. Moving inside was simple. So he agreed. And we prayed together that God would open the skies. And the next few hours, we kind of just walked out uh, the waiting Uh process and checked the weather. It continued to sprinkle and rain where I was. And then the weather app just slowly cleared up and we decided to go for it. And I'm so glad we did because it was the perfect weather for outside. I mean, it was hot. It was like God was saying, see, yeah. clear the sky. <laughs> but it was it, such a gift. It we was were beautiful. so blessed. The, just the way that you decorated was so lovely. I loved the arch like the arbor that you got married Mm -hmm. underneath and that the pond in the background it was really a lovely Mm -hmm. lovely thing and the flower girls were adorable they had baby's breath crowns I I know (laughs) um yeah my nieces and uh my close friend Tara your sister-in-law her her little girl yeah it was very they were cute so then let's talk reception food was amazing (laughs) we did we pulled it off we did a gluten-free sugar-free wedding menu and it was such a treat Pavel's mom like outdid herself and she 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 did and then you Christina you pulled off delicious roasted carrot soup and the roasted herbs. those were just your recipes but that soup was the bomb Uh (laughs) uh-huh everyone loved it so it was you talked about it in Mm -hmm. the other episode but I just want to tell people about this soup really quick it was roasted carrots Mm -hmm. that we tossed in olive oil and then like cumin garlic and onions and roasted them Mm -hmm. and then we just like blended them in the Vitamix and oh and with tomatoes we added tomatoes but Mm -hmm. the flavor was Mm -hmm. fantastic it was such a cool like Mm -hmm. I love it it was perfect for like a spring soup Oh, the flavor was mm-hmm. great. So, Maria, what was your favorite dish at the wedding? That's a good question. <laughs> it was also yummy. And you know what's funny? Pavel and I hardly had an appetite. So we were, like, enjoying this delicious food, but we didn't eat very much. I know. You <laughs> sent your plates back with nothing. I was like, I what? Know. <laughs> we were just so happy and excited. We didn't have an appetite. We weren't – it wasn't – I don't know maybe it was nerves but we didn't feel nervous we were enjoying ourselves but um I would say my favorite dish the most special was the shuba which is the Ukrainian salad and it was Um, so beautifully arranged yeah it's it's a gorgeous salad so it's basically this layered salad with smoked herring on the bottom potatoes carrots onions and beets so it has this pretty purple color from the beets and um valentina pavel's mom used homemade mayonnaise to hold each layer together so very clean ingredients um to my taste and it was a treat and then of course we were sent off with lots of wedding food that we got to enjoy our whole honeymoon so it was wonderful I know you said you only ate out once on the honeymoon, right? 
Yeah, twice. Okay. It was one one day, the last day. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, we felt so spoiled because we don't love eating out. We just adventured on our honeymoon. We did a lot of outdoor things um, and ate wedding food from my Airbnb. Now, so. where, where was your special place Pavel was keeping such a secret? Where did you go to after the wedding? He he reserved a local Airbnb Aww. in the hills uh, near our home. And, yeah, it was a surprise to me. So it was called the Hideaway Cabin. It was quiet and quaint. It had this little pond, and it was very secluded. It was perfect for the first couple nights of married life. That sounds so, so lovely. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now we're into summer already. And what have you been doing as a new bride? Well, it's been fun to get back into the routine. Pavel's actually working from home a couple days a week, and then he goes goes into his office. He's a here, so he goes into work. So we've just gotten to uh, be together a lot while working on, you know, different things. I'm working this season, and I am gardening a lot because I just love being outside, putting my hands to dirt. So life-giving. And I'm also still meeting with clients um, online and preparing for some summer classes. Classes in this season has definitely been different because of the restrictions. and um, But I'm excited to get back to it and get people involved later this summer. So a little bit of preparation for that. But I'm also taking this season to educate myself more. Um, and it's enhancing my work with my current client and also I'm preparing some workshops that will hopefully launch by 2021 um, on that topic and offer that for people so that's what I've been doing uh, a lot of uh, work from home it's it's really lovely that sounds nice. so exciting so many new fun things Mm-hmm. Definitely. It is fun and it's it's very new. So cool. how about you, Christine? I know you are still busy with farmers. Yeah, markets, we're right? keeping busy for sure. Just getting the garden in. It's been a weird summer that we haven't had a lot of rain. So um it's been a little bit of an adjustment to remember to also water. Watering our gardens take about two hours every day. Wow. So that's been like um, but I actually really enjoy ending my day doing that. Like it's very peaceful. Um, mm. and so I've been listening to some audiobooks while I water <laughs> and it's just a nice time to relax. <laughs> yeah. So side question, I was watering my garden garden at night and then heard from a couple people, Oh no, it's better to water in the mornings. Um, for mostly like mildew reasons I think or it helps like the plants actually absorb more water when it's warmer What's yeah your take? so, I so it's, it it's I debatable have- the risk you have with watering your garden in the morning is that if you are full your watering which means you're watering from the top down so like the leaves are getting water on them 
if it's a hot day, you uh-huh. risk burning those leaves, especially if you're watering after like nine or 10 o'clock when the sun is, is getting up higher in the sky. Um, but okay. when I've studied it, I, it, I think it's kind of like cooking. There's a lot of, there's a lot of right answers, <laughs> you know, like some people sure. add the salt to their pasta water with their pasta and some people add it when their pasta is not in it, you know, like it, like there's, I think there's a lot of right answers The watering at night, they might not absorb as much. You might have more runoff, but if that is the time that you can get out there and water it as opposed to not watering at all. Um, I always, mm-hmm. I've seen, especially tomatoes, they do not like getting watered, um, during the day because they can burn very easily. Um, so okay. I just be conscious of that. If you're watering in the morning, I think they definitely absorb more, uh, in the morning, but you, like I said, you risk the damage. So mm-hmm. really good question. Yeah. Um, and then you just never want to water your plants like at high sun, like at noon. It's just better to wait until later. And the best form of watering is like a drip irrigation where it's like they're slowly getting water all day, but that's expensive. Yeah. And that's just not something we've invested in, but that is ideal as opposed to. Mm -hmm. And then it's right um, on the soil instead of hitting the leaves, right? Mm -hmm. And it just can be absorbed through the roots because the leaves can't really absorb water. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> a little side note. Yeah. So, so two hours of watering a day. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been nice. And I love just seeing what's growing and um, we've been trying a lot of different amendments to our soil. And like I had the biggest lettuce I've ever had and my cabbage is maturing. So it's like super exciting when you try something in it and it works well the first time. Mm-hmm. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And then I think I talked about in a previous podcast. I got seeds from um, a Native American medicine man that passed away. And he had the largest indigenous seed collection in, in America. And um, wow. his, what they decided his family was to just pass them out at an organic conference to growers in the hopes that they could preserve the line of seeds. So I committed to three different types of beans from him. And they don't even have names for them. I've been in contact with a local who's a representative of um, the Seneca tribe. And she's been working really hard to try and identify the varieties, but I'm growing them in my garden. And it feels like such a connection to history, like such mm-hmm. a privilege to be growing these seeds. And I plan yeah. to just give them back. I'll save a couple for myself for next year, but just give them back to um, somebody from the tribe to carry it on, you know, as part of their own culture. So that is really cool. I've never heard of that. I'm really excited. So I have lima beans that are purple, yellow, and green. Um, And then I have these beans that look like a cattle bean, um, but they're like perfect white spots and then perfect, like printed brown spots. They're just amazing. Mm. And then I have a purple bean. Um, All three of them, we have no clue what they are. Wow. But they'll all be, it sounds like dry yeah. beans. Yeah, yeah, they're all dry. Like type so. Cool. Yeah. I've got a kitty. I don't know if you'll hear me out. No cheese. Speaking of kitties, I have to tell you the story of the kitten we rescued. 
Yeah. Patrick, what you have this cute Yes. Patrick had been asking for a cat since Bobby and Nochi went to live with you. And our life had been busy. And I said, we'll just pray. You know, God will bring us the right cat at the right time. And then we had a lot of people offer, but Kelby wasn't too keen on bringing another cat home. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I just thought, well, maybe the end of summer when things slow down, we'll get another cat. And we went to the Big Dipper. The boys wanted ice cream. So we went down there, and Kadrick was playing with this orange kitten that looked like Bobby. And I was like, where did that kitten come from? And he was like, I don't know, but he loves me. (laughs) And so he was, like, playing. And when I looked closer, the kitten's eyes were, like, swollen shut. It was in kind of rough shape. And I asked the people there, like, what's the scoop on the kitten? Is it a neighbor's? And they were like, we don't know. It's been here for about a week. We think it's just living off of people's ice cream handouts. And the ice cream place is next to a vet office. So I'm wondering if somebody didn't drop it off thinking the vet would find it. Um, But so they were like, if you want to take it home, we'd be like really happy because it's not in good shape. Um, Mm -hmm. They just didn't want a dead kitten on their hands. And I kind of thought like we were bringing her home like, to like for the end of her life like I didn't think she would really make it she was really weak um and so I started giving her some antibiotics from the vet and um feeding her some soft cat food and I had to keep her in like a crate because she was too weak to walk around very much um yeah but after a week she really perked up and now her eyes are better the sores are gone um and she's just like the sweetest little kitten and the dogs love her so. Wow, that's and they so named cool. her Peanut Buttercup, so we call her Buttercup after an ice cream flavor. That's cute. Is she yeah. out of the crate now? She's yeah, she's energy. out of the crate. Our puppy has a little bit too much energy for her sometimes, so sometimes I put her back just for a safe place to be. But um, yeah, she's doing really good, and she looks just like Bobby. She could wow. really be Bobby's sister. <laughs> That's so cool. That's perfect. Yeah, he, I just find him a lot of times sitting and petting her. Like, it's really sweet. Wow. Hmm. That's so great. random kitten tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a kitten, you have two dogs, and you have quail and yes, chickens. Yes, our meat birds are ready to process this week. I'm really excited about that. And... The quail are laying a ton of eggs now, which is a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. And really, That's a awesome. lot of people are eating quail eggs, which is exciting, Maria. <laughs> yeah, so it's such a new product for people. Sometimes it yeah, doesn't take off. Yeah, but people love them. And I cited your blog on our website so that when people go to um, buy them, they can read up on the nutritional benefits because that's such a good article you wrote on them. So then we have more meat awesome. chickens coming in two weeks. That will start again, which signals the middle of summer, which is crazy. <laughs> it's going yeah, way it too is. fast. That's great. Though. So what can we expect from you on the podcast? Are you going to do the next couple weeks and educate? Have you thought about what you're going to talk about? Yes. I'm going to dive into some more nutrition-specific topics and um, get people 
excited about their health for the summer. It's like sometimes when we come out of winter, like we're all like excited to get into shape and, um, you know, eat cleaner, feel lighter for the summer. But when like family gatherings and picnics start happening, it's like all of that motivation. (laughs) (laughs) I want to like encourage people, keep them motivated and give them some specific tools Um, so I'll start like next week, I'll hit some general things and encourage them with more like restart things. And then, um, I'd love to hear from listeners. If you guys have a specific nutrition topic you'd like me to cover. One of the last ones that I did was skin health. So I was going more, um, more specific talking about my skin health regimen. So there's so many things I could be covering the next few weeks. Oh, I'm so, so. excited to hear. Yeah. Everyone really enjoyed this skin health one. I heard from a lot of the listeners. So I think stuff like that is really mm-hmm. nice. And um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool if you talked about your wedding makeup, like healthy makeup and yeah. stuff like that. That's a great idea. Yeah, I have some really good companies that I use. And then if anyone has any other questions for Maria and I to cover together or separately, I'm going to do some more interviews that I have lined up, um, talking to moms, talking to moms about different topics that are relevant today. And, um, I think it, it'll be cool to open up some new dialogues, um, of things that we haven't, we don't think about or don't talk about and having those hard conversations Mm -hmm. that don't have to be hard. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'm excited yeah for that's that. great that can really support uh, moms and families like lifestyle mm-hmm. just the little things that might be um, like a behind the scenes frustration it's like you want you want change or you need ideas or inspiration like those are the the things that usually come in those really good interviews I'm yeah excited. I'm just excited to connect with people and then going into winter, maybe we'll do a lot more, like, hands-on recipes and preserving the harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we get into harvest, that's a great idea. It'll be a lot of fun. I am planning, again, this year, and maybe on a bigger scale. I'm not sure how we're going to pull it off with all the restrictions. But um, the past couple of years, I've done a preservation swap where I've invited just ladies in my community to come bring um, several jars of something they made like maybe I made strawberry jam and Maria made um, mint tea like dried mint tea and we swap it and you you go there with 10 jars of the same thing but you leave with 10 different jars and so Mm. um, I'm looking to open that up to the community because a lot of people have asked this year so I'm not sure we might just do it right on the farm um and we'll figure that out. So stay tuned for information. But if you are a preserver, here's your notice. Because it'll be in October. But we start preserving about now. So if there's mm-hmm. something you would like to bring, pick one of your favorite recipes and start making several extra jars that you can trade out. That's awesome. I'm sure everyone goes away with ideas of things to preserve for next year. That yeah, never it's thought super of. cool. And just different um, ways to do it you know, different new ingredients to try. I um, went to a preservation swap and that was the first time I learned that you could in fact use honey instead of sugar and it was um, stable Mm -hmm. enough. 
So that was really exciting mm-hmm. for me because before we had made jams and just had them like as a treat. And I mean, now they're still a treat, but at least I know they're a lot better for us. Absolutely. So that wraps up what we wanted to share with you today. Thank you so much for joining for this fun catch-up episode where we shared what we've been up to as our spring transitions into summer and the things that we're looking forward to. There's so much going on and we're excited to share it with you. We would love to hear from you, your input, your feedback, and your curiosity of what you would love to hear from us in future episodes. You can reach me at thrivinghealthnewyork.com on Facebook and Instagram at Thriving Health New York. And you can reach Christina at sunnycofarm.com, sunnycofarm at Facebook, and DIY underscore farmer's wife on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining and listening. We are excited to hear from you. Have an awesome week of this summer. Enjoy the sunshine.